This week's episode made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Good morning, Memphis. You are listening to Meanwhile in Memphis, brought to you by New Memphis. And I wanted to start off this week by saying how grateful I am for each and every one of you listening. It's a joy and a highlight of my day job to curate guests for and produce Meanwhile in Memphis each week. Without listeners like you, it would all be in vain, dear listener. You tuning in every week is proof positive that you are an engaged citizen, curious about innovation, and looking for ways to activate on your love of the 901. It's an honor to partner with you in this endeavor. This is Meanwhile in Memphis on WIXR, brought to you by New Memphis. And this is your host, Anna Thompson, otherwise known as AT. New Memphis is a local leadership development nonprofit whose mission is to develop, activate, and retain talent to the city of Memphis. I have a very special co-host with me today, dear listener, Kaylin Bradford, otherwise known as KB, because apparently we all love initials here at New Memphis. Kaylin Bradford is the Vice President of Programs, and he will actually be popping in and out of today's conversation. He is a very busy man, even on this holiday week. So I appreciate his tenacity and his availability to help in this conversation as he brings a perspective that is very unique. So I'm super excited to have Kaylin with me today. This is a friendly reminder. TEDx Memphis 2023 is right around the corner. It will be here before we know it, just like um, the holidays, the new year, and then bam, TEDx Memphis will be on February 11th, 2023, just before Valentine's Day, dear listener. And The theme is truth or dare. You can head over to TEDx-Memphis.com for early bird tickets. And early bird tickets are only on sale through November 30th, dear listener. Um, Prices do go up. They increase on December 1st. We have an amazing lineup. And so you do not want to miss this. I promise you. I would ask that if you like what you hear every week on this radio show and are grateful that we are in your earbuds or on your radio that you give us a five-star rating, write us a glowing review wherever you listen to your podcasts, or you can send it to info at newmemphis.org. And most importantly, that you subscribe to never miss an episode. It is also the season of giving, um, and we will soon be chatting with you um, in a full episode about the how, why, where, and when to give to New Memphis. But to sum it up, you can donate by heading over to newmemphis.org and clicking that big red donate button. If you are grateful for the work of New Memphis, our community engagement, and our civic education, this is the surefire way to let us know that you care. Give us a big old donation right over there at newmemphis.org. And now, let me introduce to you the one and only Justin Hart. Justin is the Chief Executive Officer of the nonprofit organization Black Men Crowned, which is based in Memphis, Tennessee. Black Men Crowned is devoted to honoring and celebrating black men in various professions, from education to business, marketing, medical, entertainment, influencer, social impact, and more. The premise of the award ceremony held each December is to detach the stigma towards the black community and to change the narrative of how black men are viewed in the media while creating a space for young black men to see a reflection of themselves in the success of our fellow men. In 2021, Black Men Crowned Awards premiered in Memphis, Tennessee at the National Civil Rights Museum. They had the opportunity to highlight 10 black men with various awards, including a crown-shaped trophy. 
and a proclamation to state to the state of Tennessee and a key to Shelby County area in the city of Memphis. They also honored a graduating senior, um, a high school senior with $6,000 scholarship that was presented by hip hop star NLE Choppa. In addition, Black Men Crowned has the opportunity to honor the president of Regional One Health, Dr. Reginald Coopwood, who is a friend and alumni of New Memphis, and the president of the Downtown Memphis Commission, Paul Young, another friend of New Memphis and alumni. In April of 2022, Black Men Crown orchestrated a town hall for the youth in the city of Memphis in collaboration with NLE Choppa as well. And on Father's Day, they partnered with 100 Black Men of Memphis and launched an event called Cigars and Conversations, which provided a place for Black fathers to discuss the misconceptions of fatherhood and mental health. I am thrilled to talk with Justin ahead of the 2022 Black Men Crown Awards, which will be held on December 10th over at the Kent. You can learn more about that um, on their social channels or on Eventbrite. He will chat more about that in our conversation. But I'm super excited to hear all that Justin has to share as he is an L.A.-based um, Memphian now and the work that he is doing right here in his home city is remarkable, and I'm excited to get into the conversation. So without further ado, here's the conversation with Kaylin Bradford of New Memphis that we had with Justin Hart of Black Men Crowned. Good morning, Justin. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's the week of Thanksgiving in my house, so it's yes. a lot of cooking, a lot of baking, a lot of kind of organized chaos, I guess. So it's good. Yeah, same here. You know, it's truly amazing. It feels good to be back home to celebrate Thanksgiving with my family. So I'm excited to dive into this food. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Everybody wear your stretchy pants. Yes. Okay, so AT, before we dive in, I got one question for you. Justin. Okay. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, what is the one thing that you are thankful for right now? Oh. I'm thankful to be alive. You know, life is so short. So to be able to wake up, to be able to use, utilize my book, mobility skills to be able to be here and to be present to be around my family you know that's something i'm most thankful for as the old folks say yeah. just to be in your right state of mind is good exactly. right? I love it. It is. yeah i love it okay so we talked about this a little bit before we uh before we started this uh, lovely interview but tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners who do not know Justin Hart. Yeah well I'm a native of Memphis Tennessee Um, I currently reside in Los Angeles California where I've been there for almost 10 years now Um, I went to school in Murfreesboro Tennessee I went to Middle Tennessee State University received a uh, degree in broadcast journalism with a minor yeah yes broadcast journalism I was about to say let me just (laughs) dip away from the mic now (laughs) And so, yeah, at first I had like aspirations of being in front of the camera, but I fell in love with television production when I interned for The Maury Povich Show. So I had an internship oh, wow. with You Are Not the Father in summer, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, in summer 2011, um, one of the greatest experiences of my life and where I fell in love with the chaos that takes place behind the scenes that creates the magic that we see unfold on television. And so I received my first job um, out of college as a production assistant for NBC News in uh, New York. So I moved to New York, uh, lived in Brooklyn, and it was just the greatest experience of my life. And a producer flew me out um, from New York to L.A. to work on a pilot for six months. And six months turned into almost 10 years of working on various talk shows. Uh, such as E! News, uh, Daily Pop. I've worked on The Real for the first two seasons. Oh I've worked on a show called um, Iyala Fixed My Life on Oprah Winfrey's Network, where I received my first NAACP Image Award. Um, I 
traveled with the Sunday Service Choir with Kanye West and received a Grammy for singing background vocals on the Jesus is King album. And I currently supervise programming on a network called Fox Soul. So, so that's, that, that's the episode, dear listener. I mean, there's nothing that I could um, add to that. So we used to roll out the red carpet. I know, right? right? I just want to name that more than anything is my favorite song off of that album. Yes. And so that's, that's my one. So I love it. That's exciting. Yes. I love it. Um, okay. Yeah. You have done amazing things in Thank the you. short time that you have kind of been in La La Land, we'll yes. say. So big congratulations. It's Thank always you. exciting to have great Memphis people out and about kind yeah. of sharing the love of the 901 mm-hmm. wherever they are. So yeah. I love that. Justin just made me feel like I just need to go write another new bucket list goal. List <laughs> and figure out I know. I really feel like, my yeah, life. my vision board is, is paltry <laughs> in comparison. Well, it is I, too small. I want to give a shout out to Memphis. Like, you know, my hometown has instilled um, discipline and this grit within me and passion. And I think that's the reason why I was able to excel in places like New York and L.A. Yeah, so, sure. you know, that's the reason why I'm back here, you know, finding a way to give back to my home. I love to see it. Okay, yeah. lovely transition. Nicely done. <laughs> you might do this for a living. <laughs> so the reason we brought you in today is to talk about Black Men Crowned. So tell us a little bit about what it is for those who do not know mm-hmm. and why it's so important to you, how it got started. Yeah, so Black Men Crown, it's a newly established nonprofit organization that I decided to start in my hometown to create a space that celebrates, uplifts, and empowers Black men, uh, specifically Black men in the city of Memphis in various professions. You know, it was interesting. It never, it didn't start off as a nonprofit organization. It actually started off as just an idea to create this award ceremony to tap into this space that really wasn't explored, which is more so celebrating Black men. You think about on a broader scale, there's a show called Black Girls Rock on BET. And I thought to myself during the pandemic, you know, what do we have? Because uh, the pandemic is what inspired me to to launch this idea because of the George Floyd situation and the fact that black men were always, um, you know, victims of police brutality. So I was like, how can we change this narrative and create a concept that really highlights the black excellence that, you know, I feel like exudes from black men. So I presented this idea last year, summer 2021 um, to my friends. Okay. And I told them, I said, yo, I want to be able to create this in Memphis, you know, kind of start off small, then expand it. And my friends was like, yo, let's jump on board. We're going to we want to be a part of this. And we did it. We literally started um, reaching out to people for sponsorships, maybe in September of 2021 last year. We started last minute. It was like, how are we going to do this? And we're trying to have this show in December. But to see the amount of support that we received uh, for the award ceremony and it was uh, it took place at the National Civil Rights Museum in December of last year. And we honored 10 black men in various professions. And to see the love and support from the city, we knew that we were on to something special. So that's what inspired us to turn this into a nonprofit, because there was other elements that we wanted to add on, such as um, a youth element, uh, because the youth are extremely lost in this community. And I always say you can't be something that you don't see. So if you don't see yourselves in the men that we're celebrating or, you know, in positive media or a reflection, uh, they're not going to inspire to be that person. They're not going to inspire to go down that particular path. So it was important for us to add a youth element. So I partnered with hip hop artist Enel E. Chapa. Yes. So we partnered with him and we created a town hall specifically for the youth in Memphis that took place earlier this year. And it gave them the opportunity to speak up about various issues that are impacting the community, such as mental health, such as um, overcoming obstacles 
peer pressure, social media, uh, things of that nature. And the way that that was received and the stories that we were hearing from these kids, we were like, yo, okay, this is bigger than what this we expected. Huge. And yeah. it's bigger than us. So honestly, yeah, um, to that that's what inspired us to uh, inspired me to create this and to bring this to the city of Memphis. And, you know, thankfully to have my close friends a part of this uh, to help us you know, elevate this has been a blessing. So oh, that's exciting, yeah. man. So you were talking about the importance of this event, really celebrating uh, black men. Um, what what type of black men are we celebrating, right? What are the achievements that you're looking for whenever you identify um, who you want to recognize and highlight? Yeah, just more so prominent figures in the city of Memphis who have um, who are sparking change in their communities. You know, a lot of these people aren't in the media. They're not in the forefront, but they're making just as big of a um, difference as a politician. You know, so last year, one of the people um, that we honored was um, we honored Dr. Joyce Ray, who used to be the superintendent of uh, Memphis. We honored Grove Hero, who is um, a comedian in Memphis, but he is literally changing um, the game and the concept of Frasier, the Frasier community, you know, which is a community that I feel like a lot of people really don't um, explore or tap into. So to see a person that doesn't wear a suit to work every day to just throw on a pair of sneakers to go out to his community and make a change to me that's the type of things that we're looking for um this year some of the people we're honoring is shelby county clerk um eddie jones we're honoring uh van turner who is currently running for mayor yeah. we're honoring a young black man who goes to east high school that has like a 4.3 gpa so it's the people that are also in the limelight but also those who are behind the scenes that are yeah. making just as much of a difference so that's yeah awesome. I love you it. Have any, uh, special I know last year you partnered with Nelly uh, Chopper. Do you have any special partnerships that you're looking forward to this year? Uh, yes. Can, tell us? <laughs> can I tell you? Yeah, what, moving still, into 2023, right. any inside scoop here? Yeah. You know, I'm actually we're doing more work with um, Nelly Chopper. And I'm excited because, um, um, don't jinx myself, but I'm actually <laughs> pitching something uh, in development with Nelly Chopper to a major platform, to a network that is looking really good right now. So, Fingers crossed, prayers up for yes. that because I think it's really gonna highlight some important things um, in the city of Memphis that's taking place. So, Ooh, I'm right. excited. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yes. Yeah. So whenever <laughs> this fun. comes to fruition, manifesting, it's gonna yes. work out. Yeah. Yeah. Chapa puts on a really good show. So University of Memphis, is, he was their headliner. Yeah. Um, at a homecoming concert, I was on the sideline like, oh yeah. But just oh, yeah. even oh, outside yeah. of performing, he's so intuitive. I mean, for him to be 20 years old and to be an advocate for mental health, to um, discuss meditation, the importance of yoga, and being in tune with yourself, that's something that that generation. Yes really need to expand upon and I'm excited to see for a person to be so young and to be so in tune with themselves so it's gonna we're gonna create some magic together and I'm excited for you guys to see it I know I'm really excited I feel like basically all this has done today is make me feel like I'm not doing nearly enough <laughs> <laughs> these young people in the world are like transforming everything yes. but it's really exciting to just be able to watch and mm -hmm. be a advocate and basically a supporter, a champion with y'all. So nice. I'm excited for that. So one of the other things that you added in this year was partnering with 100 Black Men of Memphis mm -hmm. and launching an event called Cigars and Conversations to provide a space for Black fathers to discuss misconceptions of fatherhood and mental health. Can you tell us a little bit about why that was the natural next step from the town hall? Yes, um, it was extremely important for us to partner with 100 Black Men of Memphis because they're making just as much of an impact as Black Men Crown. And we wanted to create a space for Black fathers to feel not only honored and celebrated, but for them to feel like they have a sacred space to be able to be vulnerable. And something, um, and I don't want to even just put it like on Black men, but just men in general, 
we have this hard time um, being able to express um, our internal feelings. And we tend to mask that up in um, various ways in which we end up lashing out, you know, emotionally or in an angry way. So it was important for me to create a space for them to talk about mental health in ways that they can overcome these obstacles and uh, and just having that support from other fellow men. So partnering with 100 Black Men of Memphis, we created this concept, Cigars and Conversations, because we know men, they love cigars <laughs> and we like to have conversations. So it's like, why not bring a barbershop conversation into yeah, this right. cigar lounge, which took place at Robusto um, Cigar Lounge downtown? It's like, why not bring this concept, put them in this intimate space no cameras um no visuals or anything like that but just authentic organic conversation about ways that we can support each other in fatherhood and to hear these stories about how these men feel like they don't have anyone they can lean on or cry to um or anything like that it just showed the importance of having um an event or um, a sacred space like that for them to be able to disclose some of those concerns. So it was a powerful um, event and it's something that we're thinking about making annual as well. I really like that. Um, yeah. I've even had just had a few conversations with my own husband. We only have a four-year-old daughter, but yeah. he was even talking about like generationally how people older than us would like be prideful about being like, I never changed a diaper and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And he was like, now you'd be like the worst dad in the world yeah. if you like yeah. were bragging about that. And so he was like, just like generationally, like what fatherhood looks like and the stereotypes that go along with that. Yes. Um, and then exploring that even deeper, especially the kind of the need to be tough yeah. and the need to be the backbone of a family, but yeah. also needing support yourself and yeah. not being able to shoulder it all. And it's like, we, you know, with men being technically the head of the household, um, it's okay to have someone to, to pour into you. You can't continue to pour into your family if your cup is half empty yeah. or half full. Um, you know, you have to be able to open up to someone about some of the things that you're dealing with, because being able to hold all, to internalize all of those emotions, it's not going to, you're not going to have the opportunity to really fully be yourself and devote your energy into your family. And so to have these men pour into each other the way that they did at the Cigars and Conversations event was something that was needed, you know, it was therapeutic for them. And that's one of the goals of Black Men Crown is to create a space that is therapeutic and that, you know, that gives, that gives men the opportunity to feel comfortable to be able to open up about, you know, some of those issues that they deal with. So you're already doing some great things with this, with this event. Um, specifically, um, what do you? What's your long-term goal for Black Men Crown? What do you hope to accomplish um, in three to five, seven, ten years? I wanted to. I wanted to make it a, a national um, treasure. I wanted to make it a national, um, you know, movement. I want to take this to other um, city and states for people to. Um, feel the presence and the impact that we've made uh, in the city of Memphis. Um, I think there's so many um, black men across the board, across this country that deserves to be celebrated, that may not feel celebrated. They know, they know they're doing the work, but I think it's okay to receive that type of acknowledgement. So my goal is to um, expand this to other city and states and to hopefully put this on um, a national platform so the world could see you know, these black men being honored and celebrated. I love that you use the term national treasure because yeah. it just reminded me of like the black men crowned. I was like the treasure of the crown yes. and like just how like royal it is. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the synergy there. Um, you mentioned that the impact has been really great with the people mm -hmm. that have come to your events. But what has the general Memphis community um, kind of response been to this? Have they been excited, ready to rally around you, like eager for more programming? <laughs> yes, all of the above, uh, which is surprising because to me, I, I think it's still fairly new. But it just goes to show the type of impact that it made and also the media coverage that we received um, over the year that people know who we are. 
it hasn't hit me yet because I'm back and forth from Memphis and LA. Mm-hmm. Yes. But when I come back to Memphis to, you know, continue to introduce the concept to uh, different people, it's like, oh, yeah, we're familiar with it to see how well our social media page is doing as far as like the followers and things of that nature. Um, honestly, I'm still processing. Um, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, black men crowd on Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's 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 amazing like to see people come up and, you know, thank me for um, creating this space that is needed in, um, in Memphis. Um, unfortunately, we live in a city that is infested with crime. And, you know, to create something that is positive and to hopefully give these young people uh, an opportunity to see themselves in, you know, our mission and what we're trying to do gives me a sense of hope. You know, it's going to take more than just my organization to be able to spark change in the community. But at least I can say that we're starting um, now. We're at least doing something small that to me has created a huge change. But the city of Memphis has really been rallying behind us. The city of Memphis, Shelby County uh, commissioners, uh, MLG and W, um, so many major companies in Memphis have been really backing us up and supporting us. And to me, that means a lot because, yes, I'm a native of Memphis, but this literally just started from an idea. And I wasn't a nonprofit last year. I, I was just a young man with an idea that wanted to celebrate black men. So when I introduced the concept to these different companies and to see the amount of support that we received based on an idea, to me, it showed that this was bigger than myself. It was bigger than my team. And honestly, it's bigger than Memphis. So I think my favorite thing about Memphis is really the, the community here. And yeah. I think people always show up to support good causes. Mm-hmm. Um, and even thinking about this, you know, I think it's so special because it also gives young brothers an opportunity to like say, hey, I aspire to want to be in that seat. I want to be recognized when one, one day I want to be one of the black men mm-hmm. crowned, you know. And so I think that's a really great opportunity for them to, to see the positives in the community and, and be able to aspire and look forward to it. So. Yeah, and I get and look, I get emails like even to this day, um, you know, from like young men in high school. It was like, how can we volunteer? How can we help out with Black Men Crown? And you know, it just makes me excited to just create more opportunities for them because um, a lot of them are looking for you know volunteer hours and they just want to be a part of something to you know that sparks change. So I'm excited. It's just honestly, I'm still processing this even as we're having this conversation because. It is a movement that we're creating. And, you know, sometimes I, you know, we can come up with an idea or a concept, but we don't realize how big that concept is going to be until we see how people are receiving and how it's impacting them. So Absolutely. to me, it's just, it's it's huge, but I don't think it has really hit me yet. <laughs> Transform your city with New Memphis Fellows. Are you mid-career professional with a passion for transforming your community? Let New Memphis amplify your service. The New Memphis Fellows Program is a leadership development experience for mid-career leaders designed for high-performing professionals already excelling in their careers and positively impacting our community. New Memphis will magnify your impact. Through the Fellows Experience, you will gain concrete resources to aid in our city's progress. Apply today. Visit newmemphis.org for more information. If you've just now tuned in and are listening to us, we are chatting with Justin Hart, Chief Executive Officer of the nonprofit organization Black Men Crowned. Um, you mentioned that it's just now kind of hitting you. The phrase heavy is the head that wears the crown kind of mm-hmm. comes to like mind. And I'm curious how this process has been for you. You already have a very full plate out in L.A. And so to 
be boots on the ground here yeah. in Memphis and create a full nonprofit. I mean, Kayla and I right. work at a nonprofit, so we kind of know <laughs> the the shoestring budget that most work on. And so I'm curious what this has been like for you personally. Yeah, so um, the journey has, uh, it's, it's been amazing, you know, um, but, you know, with any journey comes challenges. And I think um, some of the challenges that, and it's only minor challenges that I face with expanding something is finding balance. So I'm not overwhelmed, you know, with work because with me supervising programming on a major platform and also just like traveling back and forth to try to like, you know, expand Black Men Crown, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's like a bit overwhelming, yeah. especially as I try to like, you know, because I'm learning more about nonprofits because like I said, my original intent was not to create a nonprofit. I was not knowledgeable <laughs> of how to be able to create one, create one, but my mentors were basically saying like, you have to create a nonprofit so you can be able to... Um, really reach out, have a more of an outreach in the city of Memphis. So, you know, it's been challenging as far as like just finding balance and really introducing people to the concept and just trusting people to, um, you know, people that I want to attach to this platform to make sure that they're intentional about, you know, um, really pushing this to the next level because people have, you know, um, just certain motives. And I just want to make sure that, you know, it's authentic and true to the brand of what we're trying to create here because, change is definitely needed here. So um, I think those are just kind of like the minor changes, making sure that I have the right people attached to my team, finding balance for myself so I'm not overwhelmed and, you know, being able to just, you know, trust the people that I'm kind of surrounding myself with and um, introducing this concept to. So, yeah. That's for sure. I have a random question. Mm -hmm. So it looks like you're doing a lot of pouring into others. When is the last time somebody poured into you? When is the last time you felt celebrated and uh, accomplished for all the great work that you're doing? You know, it's crazy. Working in television, I feel like it's such a fast-paced environment, and I've received a plethora of accolades just throughout my career, like just being nominated for Emmys, Image Awards, and all of that, that in the moment, I never had the opportunity to really celebrate those accomplishments because I'm always moving on, thinking about thinking about what's next. Yeah. But thank God for like my friends and my family. Um, they always sit me down to just make sure that I'm mentally stable and that I am good and that, you know, I'm being poured into. And also, like, I'm very spiritual and I'm also in therapy, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm also in therapy. So I always make sure because I can't I can't pour into other people if people are not pouring into me, you know. And I used to find myself doing that a lot. But, you know, it wasn't really doing me any justice. So, you know, thank God for my family um, and having a strong foundation um, of friends and faith. And like I said, my therapist, um, I think that kind of keeps my cup full. So. Oh, it reminds me of Esso Tolson's TED Talk, the chill mode mm-hmm. and like less grind, more chill. And yes. it was like, you know, it's just not sustainable to mm-hmm. go at that pace for indefinitely. Basically, you got to take a minute and just yeah. kind of yeah. tap out a minute and set some boundaries. Yeah. Um, and I love going, like, I love listening to music. I love going to live music events. Um, when I come to Memphis, like, uh, one of my uh, places I go to to decompress is, like, Shelby Farms. Yeah. So I go walking around, like, the, uh, the park area. You know, I'll sit and I'll kind of, like, take pictures of the ducks or I'll just, like, record the people walking and just add music to it and post it on social media. So I find, you know, healing and therapy in that as well. So, you know, anything that's, like, artsy, like, I mean, discovering Crosstown Arts, you know, yeah, I'm just like, but it's just like little small things like that, that um, kind of like fills me up and, and kind of keeps me going. So, yeah. Um, so what makes your mission and your approach unique to celebrating black men? I feel like across the nation, there are probably other small pockets of organizations mm-hmm. that are doing 
maybe similar-ish work, but I'm curious what in your mind was mm -hmm. like, this is not doing it good enough. I can do it in this way a little yeah. bit better and kind of level up. I think, well, let's just specifically focus on in the city of Memphis, because I'm pretty sure there are similar concepts in other city and states. Um, but I think what makes it unique in Memphis is that um, if you turn on the media and what's being depicted and how black men are being depicted in the media, such as, um, you know, um, suspects and just continuous rise in crime rate, I think what makes it unique is that this has never been done in Memphis, you know, um, and it's actually creating change. You know, um, it's giving men hope. It's giving people hope, you know, for the city of Memphis to see something that's so positive uh, that's taking place and that's really um, impacting um, the city of Memphis and, and black men in general. Um, so it's kind of trying to see how I can put it to say that it's unique. And also it's just like I'm the mastermind of it. So I think that's kind of like unique enough. I feel like there's no other person like me or that thinks the way that I do um, in creating something like this. And like I said, last year when we had the ceremony, which took place at the National Civil Rights Museum, um, just seeing, you know, how the looks on people's uh, faces as these men went up there to receive their crowns and to... Um, you know, and how that just really touched people internally and the fact that people were not ready to leave after the award ceremony. Mm -hmm. You know, they were just lingering around and thanking everyone and just kind of, you know, congregating. And to me, that felt good. And I was like, we're on to something here. And also just adding the youth element to it, you know, creating a town hall. I don't think there's ever been a town hall specifically for youth to just stand up and like vocalize their concerns, you know. Um, so I, I think just... The, those little nuggets right there and things that we're doing and, um, you know, adding to our mission statement, adding to our platform is something that is unique um, and something I think is going to continue to drive the city in, in the right direction. So. Well, and, and AT, to your point, um, in my opinion, there aren't a lot of platforms that are just celebrating black men. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there are lots of award shows and lots of um, ceremonies. He referenced the Brown Girls Rock uh, movement mm -hmm. that I think is super dope and amazing. Um, but they're just are not large scale events on a large platform um, celebrating and highlighting the achievements and accomplishments of black men. So um, there are some that exist. And of course, black men are a part of mm -hmm. a lot of those um, opportunities, but specifically targeting them yeah. um, with the focus of black men and, and highlighting them. I think, you know, this is really great and special. So Yeah. I love it. To so actually say that, you know, it started off in Memphis because it will expand and it will be on a national platform. I'm a firm believer in manifestation. So, yes, you know, it. it's exciting to say because I still want Memphis to be the home base. So even when it becomes televised, you know, they have to come here. You know, The birthplace it, of Black Men Crown. Exactly. The birthplace. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's it's really exciting. You know, it's, it's a unique concept. And that's the reason why I want to kind of start off small and kind of create that foundation here and just, you know, elevate from there make a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. I love it. And so many people I feel like have said that Memphis is a place that you can make true impact mm. and actually move that needle forward. Whereas in some other cities, sometimes it takes longer or different resources to be able to kind of get yeah. at it. So I'm excited that you chose Memphis also. Yes. Um, what would you want the average Memphian to know about Black Men Crowned? The average Memphian, uh, what I would like for them to know about Black Men Crown is that um, if you have an idea, because this literally started off as an idea, mm. if you have an idea and you really um, execute that idea, you write it out, you expand on it, you create a team, you can make a change just like, you know, you can make just as much of a change as Black Men Crown is doing. Um, I think what makes uh, this whole journey so unique is that, like I said, it started off as an idea. Um, 
And it started off with me surrounding myself with a group of people and friends that believed in, in this idea of village, what I like to call them. And, you know, it just helped me really expand on it. So I just want to give people in Memphis the opportunity um, to just know that they can create just as much of a change as well. You know, if they really put forth that effort into creating, you know, an idea or a unique concept that they think will really um, elevate this city. Uh, but yeah, Black Men Crown, we're just, we're geared towards celebrating, honoring, and uplifting and empowering Black men, you know, um, in various professions. And like I said, we're adding this youth element to our platform to help you know, uh, continue this movement because there's so many areas that need to be touched on. And, you know, it's only the beginning. I always like to call it the beginning because um, every day we're birthing um, and creating new ideas to help um, elevate this particular platform. So um, if, you know, a Memphian wants to know more about what we're doing and, you know, the projects that we're launching, they can definitely follow us on social media at Black Men Crowned and, uh, or reach out to us at blackmencrowned at gmail.com and we can for sure give you more insight on our movement. That was actually my next question, so thank yes. you. Yeah, it was how um, our this listeners... I know, right? I'll do this, right? You think he like, produces, you know, <laughs> entertainment and things. It's so, the pitch, it's so Yes, important. it is. So um, how can... You mentioned volunteer opportunities yes. and trying to kind of create more space for people to kind of get their hands dirty mm -hmm. and kind of roll up their sleeves with you. Yeah. So how can listeners help in the work and get involved themselves? Yeah, just um, like I said, follow us on our social media platforms on Instagram at like Black Men Crowned uh, with an ED towards the uh, towards the end of Crown on Facebook at Black Men Crown. And also just shoot us an email at uh, blackmencrown at gmail.com and we can give you more insight on, you know, ways that you can join us and help continue to um, evolve this movement. What's the date again of the event? It's December 10th. It's going to be at the Kent. And we're, Ooh. Yes. I love the Kent. Um, such a great vibe. So it's going to be at the Kent and you can purchase tickets on Eventbrite. Just type in Black Man Crown and the tickets will come up. But yeah, we have some dynamic men that we are celebrating and honoring this year. We have some special entertainment surprises. Ooh. It's going to be a dinner seated ceremony. So it's going to be nice and upscale and for people to throw on their tuxedos and gowns and just enjoy a compelling evening celebrating Black excellence. Okay. I love it, too. Mm -hmm. So you, you told us a little bit about the event coming up on December 10th mm -hmm. and where people can purchase tickets. Is there any little nugget of goodness that you want to kind of dangle a little carrot other than the surprises that you've already, you know, mm -hmm. held in store? And the obvious, the amazing honorees are worth the price of admission and gold. Yes. So um, not that you need any other carrots <laughs> to entice, but I'm curious if we could have a little inside scoop on anything. Well, we're going to have a, a Grammy-nominated singer that's going <gasps> to perform Okay. Um, at this particular ceremony. So I'm excited about that's that. That's going to be great. Yeah. Okay, really fun. So that's a little nugget. <laughs> yes. So, and it's in uh, like two weeks or a week or two. Yeah, yeah December like, 10th. Yeah, like two-ish weeks. I'm yes. bad at math, but like, yeah. No, like, yeah. I'm <laughs> Two and a half weeks, which, ah, thank you for reminding me. Ah, so, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not this week. Out of sight, out of mind this week, right? You're just kind of chilling for Thanksgiving this week. Yes. Um, so you mentioned some projects that are maybe in the pipeline for 2023 and beyond. Can you share anything about some of the manifesting of the goals that you're hoping to kind of get at in 2023 and then some of the ones that are kind of a little bit down the road? Yeah. So um, next, well, the beginning of next year, we're going to um, 
we're partnering with um, a school called Chickasaw Middle School. So we're adopting a school in which we're going to do more um, like in-work projects with them as far as um, just making sure their students are just on the right path um, to success. Um, this I think the school currently hosts 300 students. So we want to be able to support them as far as making sure they have, you know, the knowledge they need to make sure they um they have the, the assets as far as clothes and, you know, um, just material things to help them just kind of um, evolve into productive citizens. So we're excited to have our first school um, as an adoption. And, you know, our goal is to create a town hall with them just so we can see what it is that they're struggling with, what are some of the challenges that they're experiencing and hopefully, you know, uh, bring in some sort of um, solutions to help them be able to kind of change that narrative. So that's one of our first projects is um, with Chickasaw Middle School. And then my goal is to, to create more town halls in Memphis, because like I said, you know, just looking at the statistics of what's taking place within the crime, a lot of this is stemming from the young people. So it's just really seeing, getting to the root of what's causing them to make these decisions mm-hmm. and um, what's causing them to make these decisions and what's, um, you know, creating the disconnect with them, uh, between them, their teachers and between the students and their parents, because I like to think a lot of these things do stem from the household. So it's just really figuring out, you know, what is the root of the issue? What's causing them to make these decisions and hopefully, you know, um, creating some sort of change uh, from there. So what was some of this? I'm so interested about the town hall that you've already had Mm -hmm. that like what were some of were there any like really big light bulb moments from that or was just everything golden? And you were just like, wow, we've we we got more work to do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I really feel like we have a lot of work to do because a lot of them are suffering from uh, mental health um, issues um, and they don't even realize it because, you know, we're in a climate of social of social media. So that causes a lot of anxiety and depression. And um, a lot of them really don't know how to manage or deal with it. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of them kind of disclose their concerns about that. Um, we asked them specifically, like, what's um, preventing them from being entertained when it comes to education? And they were saying that they have a lot of teachers that aren't passionate. And so a lot of these kids are like energy based. So when they feel the energy from the teachers, if they don't want to be there and they're just there to collect a check, Um, it makes them feel discouraged, you know, which is why they kind of act out. And you have to think about a lot of these kids come from broken households. So it's like, you know, they're going to school as a way to escape. But if the place they're trying to escape from, you know, um, which is school, and that's kind of creating a toxic environment, it's going to cause them to go to the streets, you know. Uh, But one particular story that stood out to me the most was this football player who um, I think his mom was like a drug dealer. And um, he lost his father to gun violence. And he was saying that he felt like he had no support. His grandmother wasn't able to fully support him because um, of, uh, I think she was disabled. I think that's what he uh, mentioned. Um, And she wasn't wasn't able to support him. So he was saying that, you know, it prevented him from performing well on the field because he felt like he didn't have support from his family. So to see these parents that attended the town hall step up and say, we'll be at your next game, to me was a light bulb moment like you know wow we're re- like i said we're onto something here yeah. and it just it really made me feel good about you know just creating this space for them to be able to open up and for them for the fact that they were comfortable enough to open up about those issues to me was the first step to um creating some sort of change so wow yeah, yeah. i bet that was a really emotional kind of town yes hall. yeah like it just it was Emotional. Like in a good way, but like yeah. to yeah, be so vulnerable and have young people be so vulnerable. Yeah. I bet that was it was eye awakening because the thing is like 
as much as I love, um, you know, the politicians in Memphis, it's like they have separate meetings about what they think needs to happen uh, when it comes to these youth. Yeah. But no one is really hearing from them. And I think what made the youth excited was the fact that we were trying to hear from them, that we provided them with this space to be able to open up about their concerns and about their issues and hopefully taking, you know, their stories and finding solutions to it. So they just want to be heard. Because if we're trying to get to the root of the problem, we have to figure out what the challenge is. And the challenge is coming from them. So let them open up about what it is that's preventing them from being productive citizens in Memphis. Yeah. So mm -hmm. meaningful just to have somebody listen and have yeah. that opportunity to be heard, like you said. Yeah. To be given the floor like that. Yeah. So one thing that we ask all of our guests is, what does being a Memphian mean to you? So no matter where you live or where you are, what does being a Memphian kind of in your heart mean to you? Being a Memphian is someone who is unstoppable. Someone who has this internalized passion and grit that no matter what space you're in or what place in the world you're in, um, it's just this uniqueness that, you know, no one can really dive into as far as like what it is. It's just you have this light that's pretty much shining over you. So no matter what space you're in, um, you're just a standout, you know, a standalone star. And I think that's what Memphis means to me. It's just like this internalized grit and passion and hustle that um, we tend to carry no matter where we go, which is why a lot of Memphians tend to excel in places throughout this country. So I think that's what that means to me is just having this this grit and this passion um, internalized um, within me. Yeah. I love that. I feel like you've um, hit on one of the other questions that I generally ask is how the intersection of your work um, intersects with the New Memphis Mission. Mm -hmm. So the New Memphis Mission is about developing, activating, and retaining talent to mm -hmm. the city of Memphis. And I feel like everything that you do is literally like a parallel mission yeah. to basically activate people, make sure that they feel developed, and then therefore they would be excited and have hope for the city of Memphis. So. Yes. That's exactly what we're doing. Um, so it's it's amazing to know that we're coinciding uh, with that. But um, yeah, I mean, we're all about activating, you know, and developing, you know, men and youth. And, you know, that's our mission because every day we're developing as humans, you know. So um, I think that's the, the, the beauty of, of being from this great city is that, you know, we are true and authentic to our growth. And um, we know that it's, you know, it's just something that doesn't happen overnight or whatever, but to actually, you know, um, see yourself expand, like, you know, when it comes to the mission and when it comes to um, just creating this change in Memphis, um, seeing myself grow mentally, spiritually, and emotionally um, has been an amazing journey. So, you know, I'm developing, you know, and activating myself. So to be able to, like, see other people within this organization, those that were impacted do the same thing shows that, you know, we're in alignment with what you are, are doing with um, New Memphis and what we're doing with Black Man Crown. Find your happy with New Memphis Embark. Work-life balance. Do we know it? As young professionals, finding our happy place in Memphis as a person and as a professional in our careers can be overwhelming. That's where New Memphis comes in. Through the New Memphis Embark program, you'll get acquainted with the city we call home, learn to maintain love and enthusiasm for your career, and elevate your skills, even while on the clock. Let New Memphis reinvigorate and amplify your love of living and working in Memphis. 
Find your happy with New Memphis and apply for Embark today. Visit newmemphis.org for more information. Is there anything that we did not touch on today that you were hoping to be able to share? Um, I think we pretty much we uh, touched on a lot with what we're doing. Like I said, Black Men Crown is a newly established nonprofit organization um, that just we became established this year. So to see the, the amount of change and uh, work that we're doing in such a short period of time, it's, it's given us hope um, that we can continue to expand and elevate, um, you know, um, our mission statement and what we're doing in this great city. And you know, honestly, just encouraging people, if you have an idea and you want to create change, you don't have to be a politician or, you know, at, at a certain level or tier in life, you know, just actually come up with the idea and just go out into the community and do the work. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so now is a different segment of our podcast and radio show. So this is what we like to call our lightning round. So this is just rapid fire questions. Okay. So your rapid fire answer, just whatever the first thing to pop in your mind is. Okay. Okay, you ready? Okay, I think I (laughs) (laughs) These are not deep, I promise. Um, So if you had to pick one, would it be the Grizzlies, the Clippers, or the Lakers? The Grizzlies. Ah, good job. (laughs) Um, What is your favorite holiday meal dish? Macaroni and cheese for Thanksgiving. Okay. What about uh, the holiday season, like Christmas time or end of the year? I would have to say macaroni and cheese in general. Okay, yeah, yeah. just any, all year yeah. long. All year long, yes. I love it. Um, what is your favorite Memphis hidden gem? Uh, it's supposed to be rapid fire. My favorite hidden Memphis gem. Or favorite place that you always have to go when you're in town. I'll put it like that, I guess. One place that you're like, I really got to get by here. Okay. This, uh, this would make my heart happy. I would have to say Crumpy's Hot Wings. <laughs> That is, yes, that is, that is allowed. It's so bad. No, it is not. Because <laughs> we that don't is, have those places in LA. So I was like, I have to go to Crumpy's Wings anytime absolutely I Absolutely, you do. <laughs> um, let me see. Let's see. Favorite Memphis Grizzlies player? Is there a Memphian that you can think of off the top of your head whose story is not as widely known as you think it should be? Grove Hero. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> um... What is, what are you most excited about for the new year? Being able to sell a show to a major platform. Hey yo. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was all my questions. Yes. Was that as awful as it sounded? No, it was it was great. It's crazy <laughs> because I'm so used to creating these games for my guests and producing it, and it's just like to be on the other side. It's like, oh wait, what? Is, is it a little nerve wracking? <laughs> right. <laughs> <it is. laughs> well, crumpies was I love that that was the thing that stumped you. Yes. <laughs> but you were like, I just gotta go with my heart here. I have to because I'm like, I'm a foodie. Yes. You know, being in LA is like everybody eats healthy, and it's Ugh. just like coming home. I want to indulge in everything that's like so bad for you, but it's also good at the it's same just time. So good. It's good for the soul. It is. Yes. It's, it's that's why it's called soul food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fills you up in a way that makes you warm and happy in a way that a salad, no exactly. offense, just cannot. I know. I, I didn't find out what kale was until I moved to L.A. I, well, I was it's like, a garnish it here. It's a garnish for a steak here. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and for making time during what I hope is a restful week for you mm-hmm. here in Memphis ahead of a very, very exciting event on December 10th. And thank you so much also for sharing all the excitement around Black Men Crowned and the importance of the mission. Yeah. Thank you so much for just having me. This was such a great conversation and excited to hopefully be able to work with you all in the future. Absolutely. And we're excited for that uh, major network to pick it up. Yes. I'll keep you guys posted. Okay. Please do. (laughs) All right. Bye. 
hope you enjoyed the episode today, dear listener. And I also hope that you know just how grateful we are at New Memphis for you tuning in and for everything that you do to make our city the wonderful place that it is to live, work, play, and thrive. I hope that you have a restful week in some capacities um, and that you will tune back in next week for another exciting episode. It is Giving Tuesday next week, so um, we are very excited to share with you a lot about what we have going on right here at New Memphis. And then on December 13th, we will begin our Favorite Things series to close out the year. We have our staff take a look at back at episodes of 2022 and choose their favorite to replay. They will share why it was their favorite and why it's worthy of a re-listen. So tune in beginning on December 13th through the first part of January 2023 to see if your favorites made the cut. I hope you have a wonderful week, dear listener. Bye. This week's episode was made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com.